Good morning. Welcome to today's episode of the Because I Can Life podcast. Now, today, 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 we're going to talk money. Yes, something that doesn't get talked about very much at all. And some of our thoughts and our beliefs around money that are good and are bad. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because a couple weeks ago, I did something called a five-day sprint to finding your perfect product. Basically, it was a challenge over five days to help people find a product that they could sell online. And oh my gosh, there was so many people. There was over 3,200 people in that Facebook group. We had hundreds and hundreds of people show up each and every day. We're getting lots of requests to do another one. So we are thinking about that. Uh, I'll let you know when that comes out again and uh, get your first dibs. If you missed that uh, challenge, it was free, it was fun, and it changed so many lives. And just the thought process behind how to find a product to sell online and then how to start charging money for it. Because you, you ever tried to put something out into the world, whether you're at a craft show, maybe something online, and you just feel like the whole money thing, asking for money is kind of awkward or it kind of makes you, I don't know, sweat in the wrong places. It's just kind of an uncomfortable topic. And so on day four, what I did is I actually went through and talked about some myths about money. Now in uh, the five day sprint, I actually had five myths, but today I want to share with you the first three myths about money, because I think it can really help you start thinking different thoughts about money and why you actually deserve it and why it is such a good resource and how money is really a good thing and why I want you to have a lot more of it. Now we're going to switch over to that recording and that recording did not pick up the audio the way I had planned it to. My family and I, we are living our because I can life and we decided to go over to the other side of the island. So right now we're living in Puerto Rico on the east side and we decided to go over to the west side of the island. I mean, kids are in online school right now, so it gives us the freedom to be able to rent an Airbnb and be able to knock some stuff out. And in the day they can get their homework done and at night we can go explore, which is kind of just, sometimes I just sit in gratitude. I sit in gratitude of how nine years ago, almost 10 now, I just, I started scared, I started, not knowing anything, but I just moved forward and it has led me to this beautiful life that I termed the because I can life today. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about teaching and constantly, continually showing up. And like I said, over uh, the years of teaching, I found that there's a lot of, of money beliefs out there and I want to bust through them today. So I'm going to share with you these three top myths with money. And then at the end, don't forget to hang out at the end. I'm going to give you the top 10 takeaways. I've started doing that on all my podcasts and we're getting a lot of emails about, uh, about it back about how you love the wrap up at the end of the podcast to make sure that you get in all of the, the highlights of the podcast episode. So here we go. We're going to dive into the episode. You're going to hear my kids opening, closing the door. <laughs> Yeah, my kids. If you have kids, you know that a closed door means come on in. So you'll hear them going in and out here and there. Uh, so please forgive the audio. 
but the content is so good that I had to share it with you. So let's dive in. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Because I Can Life podcast, where we believe we can decide our own income, choose happiness, kick fear in the teeth, and never, ever stop. Why? Because we can. I'm your host, Allison J. Prince, and I went from being a junior high science teacher to building four online multi-million dollar businesses with four kids at my feet. Each week, I'm bringing you real conversations that have led me, as well as other experts, to step into our dream online business lifestyle so that you can get the answers you need to craft your Because I Can Life as well. Take that first step and commit now to your Because I Can Life by downloading your free personal bundle at allisonjprince.com forward slash bundle. Today, I want to talk about money because money is such a topic that nobody wants to talk about. And I've seen when people find their perfect product, they add the value to it. They're super excited. Then they put a price tag to it. And then they shrink back and they're like, I can't ask for that much. I need to be the lowest price out there. I can't charge for that. Just nobody's going to pay for that. Who's going to give me that money? I can't charge for that. I feel like I'm taking from people. Well, we're going to start kicking those thoughts out of your head right now. And one thing that I want you to remember over and over and over again is you'll never be the low price leader. So you slashing your prices to get more sales, I'm telling you what, Walmart already has that nailed in. Don't be the low price leader. Never be the low price leader. You are more valuable than that. You don't work for free. You, that's called volunteering. You can go volunteer anywhere you want to for free. You are the CEO of a business and businesses make money. Without money, the businesses don't run, okay? You need to make money. Don't be the low price leader. You just added a whole bunch of value to your products, a whole bunch of value to your products. Okay, now, if we have those feelings that it's hard to get or that it may be bad or things like that, it's kind of not our fault. It's really not because we were not taught about money. I remember in high school, I learned about sex ed, I learned about English. I learned about science, but no one ever taught me about compound interest or credit card interest. Nope. I remember going to college. My first time at college, there was a booth. I walk in, there's a booth and it was a credit card company. And they said, Hey, come over here and we can qualify you for $10,000 in credit. And I was like, huh, I mean, I could get $10,000 today. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, what's the catch? And I started thinking about it and I dug in and learned about it. But I bet I could have figured out how to get $100,000 in credit within a month because it was so readily available because the credit card companies know that kids coming out of high school haven't been taught credit or interest or any of that stuff. And uh, in in my class, no one ever taught me about how much toilet paper was going to cost for six human beings right? They just don't talk about taxes and mortgages and all the things, interest rate that we actually need to learn as adults. At least in my world, it was not talked about. It was almost like it was hushed. I felt like it was a hushed topic. And then if we turn to media, media didn't help. I remember growing up with Lex Luthor from Superman, right? He plotted acts of terrorism entirely for 
profit and pleasure. So the rich look like they were evil. And then Scrooge McDuck, he taught us how to be stingy at an early age, right? He dove through the money. My son was telling me the other day he watched a Scrooge McDuck where he was freaking out over like 15 cents. And I'm like, oh, to lose it over 15 cents? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. So my goal is to give you permission. My goal today is to give you permission to believe something else about money. So next thing, $50. We're going to talk about $50 here, okay? What money really is, let's go back and let's talk about what money really is. Money is a piece of paper with a guy's face on it, right? That's all it is. And then as humans, we have added what we perceive to be value. The $50 paper bill isn't really worth $50. Like the paper is not worth $50. It's what we have assigned to that, right? So let's say Davis, my uh, 12-year-old, he gets uh, money. Like this is going to be his reaction, right? He's going to feel like he won the lottery. Going to be swimming in it. He's so excited about it. Okay, on the other hand, if I notice that I have 50 bucks in my savings account, this is going to be me, right? This is the exact same thing, but we as humans are so dang good at putting drama on a piece of paper with a guy's face on it. So, so, so good at it. And this is why. Our thoughts lead to feelings, lead to actions that lead to results. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. So let's go back and say, okay, I, my thought is that money is hard to get. So if I'm like, okay, money is hard to get, money is hard to get. That's what my thought is, okay? Then I feel like I have to be really careful with money. Maybe have that Scrooge McDuck mentality about, oh my gosh, I'll lose it if I lose 15 cents. If I lost 15 cents, I'm going to lose it. Just like Scrooge McDuck, right? Then what is the action that comes from that? If you feel like it's hard to get and you're super, super careful, then to be able to start a business, grow in business, your action is actually going to be in action. You're not going to buy the product to go sell. You're not going to do the things that you need to, to pull the trigger because you're so nervous because it's so hard to get and you just want to hold on to it. And so your result is you don't grow. You do not grow. You can't grow because you are not willing to let some go for you to be able to get it back in return, in tons in return. Okay, another one. What's the thought if you feel like you do not deserve money? Let's say you're like, I just, uh, I don't know, be a millionaire. I just don't know if I deserve it all. I just don't know. Your feeling is that it, you're not worth it, right? Your action is you don't charge what it's worth and you start working for pennies or you give stuff away for free slashing your prices, become that low price leader that you don't, don't ever become a low price leader. Right. And the result is you don't make very much because of your thought. Okay. Another thought, this is a good one for someone that said, if I take money from people, if I ask people for money and they give it to me, I feel like I'm taking from that. I'm taking from them. And I don't like the feeling that I'm taking from someone. Okay. The action is that you don't take money and the result is that you don't make money, right? If you feel like you're taking from someone, then you're not going to do it because taking from someone feels bad. It feels awful. It makes us feel slimy. We don't want to do that. And in a minute, I'll show you how to change that thought. 
Okay, so is this making sense? The thoughts of you that have about money are the basis to the results of the money that you do have. Okay, so I had those thoughts coming out of college. I had those thoughts leading up. And I want to show you one of my biggest aha moments. If you follow me on Instagram, you may already know the story because I posted it this morning just because it's such a good story. I want to proudly present to you (laughs) what I thought 10 years ago was completely brag worthy. In fact, I posted it on my blog called HowDoesShe.com that now has over 2 million followers on Facebook because I was so proud of this, because I deemed myself the coupon queen. I had this binder, like this binder, look at it. We got tabs going on. We have, uh, what are that like baseball card holders going on here. This sucker weighed more than the car seat with my kid in it. It had so much, like I'd carry this into the stores And I could just see the people behind me just cringing. So I actually worked out a deal with the local grocery store to let my friends and I, like we would all carpool up to the local Albertsons and they would close the doors for everybody else, but stay open an hour for all the couponers so that we didn't annoy the normal customers. Like you guys, this was pretty serious here. (laughs) It's pretty serious. And uh, because it was my belief, I had that feeling that money's hard to get. So I'm going to hold on to every possible thing that I can get. And so I went to couponing and I was saving money and I was spending so much time on spending money. But you guys are a heck of a lot smarter than me. And let's think about how long that 10 cent coupon off would have taken me. Like how long would that 10 cent off coupon taken me to get to become a millionaire? like a lot of time, right? Or to even be able to pay for a trip in full, it would have taken me forever. So my brother comes to me and he sees all my coupons all over the place. And he's like, Allison, how much time do you spend a week on this? And I said a lot, like probably a lot. Cause I would go and I'd buy the newspaper. I'd get newspapers from friends. I'd be walking around, get all these coupons. Right. And he told me to read a book called rich dad, poor dad. And in that it said, You can either learn how to save money or you can learn how to make money. And as soon as I heard that and I talked to my brother about it and he's like, Allison, if you took the amount of hours that you're spending on saving money, just think about turning that into learning how to save money uh, or learning how to earn money. Sorry, my little guy is in making faces behind me in the background. Uh, So I took the thoughts of, okay, hours learning how to save money. And I turned it to hours learning how to make money. And that was a big, huge epiphany for me. When I stopped learning to save, when I stopped spending the time to learn how to save those 10 cent off coupons to one day, maybe 15 bajillion years later, get anything substantial and start learning how to create. And it was such a big aha. It almost came in the form of a kick in the tush. Then I started watching all those coupon bloggers out there about how they're actually really making money. It wasn't from the coupons. (laughs) It was because they started selling other people's products. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're giving a coupon, like a buy one, get one free. But then they actually made the commission. I'm like, they're not making money on saving coupons. It's from saving the commission. 
or making that commission. And then I watched an online vinyl company explode, explode. And it was a family of a couple of kids. And I saw the kids running around in the background and they were making money. And so I changed my, how I was watching the movies of Hollywood, talk about how bad people were that made money. And I actually started watching people in real life and watching their movies and how they were good people and they were making money. And I had this huge, huge paradigm shift, huge paradigm shift. And so like that was the first thing is I had to realize that my time was precious enough to be able to spend it in the right area. Then uh, someone asked me a little while, uh, I don't know how long ago, how I even thought I could become a millionaire. Like, Allison, why did you even believe you could become a millionaire? Like you had a teaching degree. I was teaching a junior high math and science, making $28,000 a year, which qualified me for government assistance. Yep. Government assistance. That was fun. Two thumbs down on that one. Right. And so I had two choices around this. I was watching these mom bloggers. I was watching these mom shops get up and going. And I had two ways to look at it. I could say, oh my gosh, it's so hard to get. Or I could change it to, I can do this because I can. And I started to mull around that. I started to mull around. And then I started thinking, okay, if they can do it, I want to be next. I am next. And that's what I started telling myself. I can do this. If someone else has done that, that's a mom that has kids, I'm next. I'm next. I'm not going to sit on the the sideline and wait for this to pass. I'm going to stand up, proudly proclaim that I'm next. If you want to be next, I want you to write I'm next in the comments. Write it down below. I am next. You are next to be able to do what others have done. We don't have to recreate the will. Why would we do that? We can study from others who've been successful and speed up our journey so much faster, so much faster. All right. Then uh, Annie Fuller, shout out to Annie Fuller. Isn't this the cutest thing ever? She posted this in the Facebook group. And this was from day one where I talked about money. Like we were able to put food on our table, thanks to government assistance, right? But we were not able to put money or food on anyone else's table. And I love how she pulled this out as a quote, as it inspired her. And I, as I started thinking about this and the thoughts that I had in the beginning about how I'm next, yes, I'm next to be the next millionaire. First of all, I'm next to make the first dollar online. I want to be the I'm next to make, I had to prove to myself that I can make a dollar online and then $10 and then hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars and millions of dollars. Like I had to prove to myself that I could do it every step along the way. And in that, my soul craves to do good. And I hope, no, I don't hope. I know your soul craves to do good too. I've seen it. I hear you. I see what you're posting. We are human beings that want to help and serve other people. And so the next thought became, I'm next. I'm next to put food on other people's table. I'm next to help my sick neighbor. I'm next to pay for mattresses that people need in the Bahamas because they're sleeping on concrete. And so it started to become this thing in my head where I see other people doing something that lights my soul. First one was to make money. 
Now it's how to give back and how to do those things. I'm standing up and I'm saying I'm next. I am next. Okay, so what I want to do, I have five myths around money uh, that we're going to dive into. Okay, so myth number one, let's bash this down. Money is evil, sinister, or bad. Okay, is it? (laughs) I was actually talking to a friend about two months ago about it, and he truly believed that money was 100% evil. He said, as soon as people get money, they go bad. I've seen over and over and over again. And I thought about that for a long time, and I'm like, Is it evil having enough money to be able to buy other people food? I don't think it is. Is it evil to be living the life that I'm proud of? To be able to come to Rincon and take a breather so that I can heal from just the stresses of life so that I can come back and learn how to serve my people more? I don't see why that would be evil. What about, let's look at Queen Esther, right? In the Bible. Oh my gosh, she's my hero. If she was on Instagram, I would be like refreshing all the time. (laughs) We're BFFs. She just doesn't know it yet, but in heaven, (laughs) we're BFFs. (laughs) She had money. Queen Esther had money and she was so, so good. Have you ever given a waitress a tip, a larger tip? Because you knew that they needed it. It probably felt really good, right? It felt really good. These things make us feel good. And where do good thoughts come from? I don't have to answer that. You know that. If it made us feel bad, we wouldn't want to do it. It's like the inner burning of goodness, right? The inner burning of goodness. Okay. So I want you to meet Chuck Feeney. I actually just found out about Chuck yesterday. At first, when I saw it, I showed. I actually showed my kids and like, mom, He kind of looks a little scary. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it, right? But I want you to know he is my living hero today. He is. I just I just found out about him yesterday. Look at him. He's not in like some superhero cape. No. He's got wrinkles. He's old. (laughs) But why I absolutely, he absolutely became my hero is because he donated. His goal, okay, we'll get, we'll get there. His goal was to die broke. His goal was to die broke. He became an entrepreneur and had $8 billion, I'm saying a B with B billion dollars. And so he decided to give while he lives. He didn't want to die and then donate it to a charity. He said, I want to give my $8 billion away so I can see the good that happens with the money that I've earned. Isn't that so cool? Is he your hero too? No, I know, I know. I don't even think he's on Instagram. In fact, like nobody knows about his story. He's done it all in secret until this just popped up. Like, so good, so good, right? Okay, so let's think about Mr. Chuck's thoughts on money. Do you think he had a job, a boss, that paid him $8 billion? No. No, (laughs) he was an entrepreneur that sold physical products at airports. That's what he did. That's what he did, right? $8 billion, not just in sellable, like his total sales. No, this is what he had in his pocket. Um, And I know this may seem like crazy money way out of reality. Like I heard it, I'm like, whoa, that's so much money, right? But do you think he had to have different thoughts around money? 
Or do you think he could have the thoughts that everyone else had around money? I'm not worth it. I can't charge enough. I feel like I'm taking from other people. No, he had to have different thoughts on money because his mind was so set into the I'm next. I'm next. I want to donate. And like one of the things that he bought, uh, which is so cool, is uh, in a third world country. I think it was Vietnam. I'm going to put a little asterisk by that by saying I don't remember what third world country, but I think it's Vietnam. He went in and donated millions and millions and millions of dollars to help with their hospital infrastructure to keep people healthy. You think his money was evil? No. You guys have seen rich people that are jerks. You have seen poor people that are jerks. You have seen rich people that are good. You've seen poor people that are good. It has nothing to do with the outcome of the person, right? It doesn't make you who you are. It makes more of who you are. It doesn't change you. It doesn't make you who you are. It doesn't. It makes you more of who you are. It's a resource and it allows you to grow. Just think about like water. Water is a resource, right? When we put water on a plant, what does it do? It grows. It doesn't turn into a death-eating plant. No, it's good. And you're good too. And you're good too. That's why I love talking, teaching, helping people to make money. So I know you're good. And I know you're good. Do- the world needs you to do good things with it. Okay, truth number one, money is good because it help, it's a resource to help you do good things. Here's another truth. Allison Prince, I love making money. I do. I love having money. I love spending money on education. Obsessed with it. I love using money to invest in me, to invest in other things, to be able to make more money. There is nothing wrong with loving it and there's nothing wrong with making it. There's not. The more money that I have, the more people that I can hire, the more to teach about how to make more money, right? If this whole thing was just on Allison Prince, I would be so exhausted, so tired. No, I have money so I can hire people and train them and train coaches to help go out and serve even better, even stronger. Money is good. More money you make, more you can serve, more you can hire, more you can help. All right. Myth number two, money is hard. Let's see if we can play this one right here. You want to know what's hard? Kathy Heller taught me this one. Walking through the desert 10,000 miles on your knees. That's what's hard. You want to know what else is really hard? Roofing. Jared was a roofer, like went up to the top of the house and would put shingles on a house when he was in high school in a hundred and bajillion degree weather. That is hard. That is hard, right? Online stores. Let's get real. We're sitting at a desk with air conditioning. You may have true lemon right next to you in your big bubba cup, right? Ah, It's work, but it's not hard work. It's not hard work. Money is an indicator of value put out into the world, not hard work. Do you think Jared's hard work translated into him being a millionaire? No, it translated into him making, I think at the time we were at $4.25 an hour minus taxes back then. His hard work did not result in money the value that we put into the world that results in money. So let's look at our favorite jeans, okay? You guys all have them. I love this gift right here. The person that invented these jeans, or maybe not these jeans, but you know what I mean. The jeans that make your butt look so good. So, so, so good. You are willing to give someone money 
because of the value that it puts on your rear end. Do you think that gene seller came out into the world and was like, give me money, give me money, give me money? Nope. He said, I want to make your butt look big, good and big (laughs) and look good and big. It can look flat and good. I want to make your butt look good. And guess what? Gene companies all over the world are making big bucks because they're not taking, they're giving value on tushes. Okay. Now, when money is exchanged, when products are exchanged, it has to be equal. It has to be equal because it needs to hold its value. So follow me with this one. Okay. Imagine if you gave all your stuff away for free. Well, let's think about what do you do with free stuff? You probably chuck it, right? Like, what do you do with free stuff when you're at the parade and they're throwing out like weird random things like a t-shirt that's like five sizes too big or five sizes too small? You just chuck it. There's no value on it, right? So imagine if you're like, okay, I can't sell it. So I'm just going to give it away for free or for really, really cheap. What are people going to do with it? They're going to get rid of it right? They're not going to come back. They're not going to pay you more money. You're going to run out of money. You feel like you were taken advantage of because they didn't value it, right? It would leave you empty. You wouldn't have a business. And it's such a lose-lose situation, such a lose-lose situation, okay? If I sold my training, some of you know, I've talked about it before. I've got the zero to 100K. I've got some other programs that are so, so dang good. Uh, If I gave away for free, which I have, I will tell you that I have, to some friends. They have not even logged in. They didn't put any value on it. So if I started teaching and giving all my stuff away for free, I would not have the success rate that I do today. I wouldn't because people wouldn't put value in it. It needs to be equal. It needs to be equal. Money puts value on things. Your products are valuable. My products are valuable because it gets results from people. If the gene company just gave his jeans away for free, people wouldn't be wearing them because they're like, eh, it doesn't really do it. No, even if they did, it's because they don't put any value on it. They're just going to donate them or not wear them or go garden with them and screw them up. Um, For the value to benefit all involved, it's a two-way transaction two-way transaction. If you are giving value to your product to help improve people's lives, in return, they give you dollars back. It's a success. They value the product. You get the money, gives you the resources to serve even more. You keep going. You get to keep giving more product value, and then they keep buying from you. And it's this win-win situation. That's how it has to be. It can't be this way, or it's like lopsided, and then both are dead. It has to be equal. It has to be equal. Okay, we're going to dive into myth number three and just let you know we're probably going to go a couple minutes late, but I feel like money is such a hot topic. We have to dive into it. Okay, myth number three, spending money is bad. How many of you have ever felt guilty for spending money? Like you buy something and maybe you're hiding it from your spouse or maybe you buy something and then you have this buyer's remorse, right? Okay, let's talk about how there's two types of spending out there. Number one, you spend it on crap. You spend it on stuff. You spend it on like the 15th purse that you've never used before on a credit card with 30% interest. This is where most people spend their money. You want to know where the wealthy spend their money? They spend it on learning. 
on investments. They spend it on learning how to make money so that they don't feel guilty when they go buy the 15th purse that they'll never use because they've got the money. They don't need to put it on credit card. They know it's not going to cost them five times as much by the time they pay their credit card off. Spending money on the right thing is really, really good. Really good. Okay. Another one um, that I want to talk about. So let's think about a seed, a seed. I know I said that a little slurred, a seed, S-E-E-D. What does a seed need to do to grow? Okay. So they have a seed and a seed, what it has to do before it grows is it has to crack, right? It has to not be the seed anymore. It has to crack. Then for the seed to grow, it has to go down. It has to go down. Then it can start going up. Okay. So let's say we've got this tree growing up, right? Then an eagle comes along, builds a nest in the tree. The eagle decides to have babies or <laughs> I don't know if they decide it has babies. So it's got little eggs in there. The eggs crack. The babies are all in there chirping and it's this one big happy family. And then the eagle bird decides that it wants to start or the baby bird wants to fly. So what does the baby bird have to do? I have a diagram of this. The baby bird has to go down before it can soar, right? It has to go down before it can soar. This is what is called the law of rise. Things have to go down before they go up. I have seen this happen over and over and over again in my business. When I was nervous to invest the $200 in French fry boxes, my bank account went down, right? It had to go down. But then when I put the value of it out into the world, I got thousands of dollars for it. And eventually, like we sold hundreds of thousands. I don't know the total number, but we made a lot of money off those French fry boxes. But I had to go down before I went up. It happens in nature. So why wouldn't it happen in our business, right? When you start investing in yourself, your bank account is going to go down before it goes up. If you were just to go learn everything on YouTube University, which some of you've tried, you still not don't, you're not going anywhere because you haven't invested. You haven't gone down before you go up. It's called the law of rice. It just works that way. Now, why do baby eagles fly? Because they don't have a choice, right? If they don't fly, they're going to hit the ground and it's all going to be over for them. But as human beings, we have a choice. So when we go out to fly and we're about to jump off, we get the jitters and we can't do it. Or we start to jump and then we reach back up and go back in and sit in our nest. And we're like, I'm too scared. I can't do this. I can't do this. And we don't allow ourselves to fly. You've got to go down before you go up. Spending money helps us to fly when we invest in ourselves. All right, now after listening to those myths and truths about money, is it starting to change your mind, giving you a new option, a new opportunity to have different thoughts around money? I hope it does. I really, really hope it does because let me tell you these top 10 things that I hope you got in today's podcast episode. So number one, is you are the one that gets to decide whether everybody, it just happens to everybody else, or you're the one that gets to stand up and say, I'm next. 
number, the second one, money is good because it's a resource to help you to do really good things. It takes money to go and serve. And so getting that money can help you to do good things. The third one, stop learning to save money and instead start learning how to create money. The fourth, humans are experts at creating drama around money. Number five, do not try and be the low price leader and give your stuff away for free or almost free to where you make nothing. Walmart has already got the low price leader. You don't need to compete with Walmart. Number six, your thoughts around money actually is what gives you results. So you've got to change your thoughts about money so that you can get the results of having money in your pocket. Number seven, money makes you more of who you are. Number eight, money holds the value on products. Don't give it away for free because that leads to number nine, free stuff offers no value to people and you are valuable and so are your products. And then the last one is you have to go down before you can go up just like the seed, just like the bird. All right. I hope you have different thoughts about money after this podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. I really enjoy getting messages, questions. A couple weeks ago, we did uh, just commonly asked questions and we got a bunch of emails that said, you want more of that too. So thank you for emailing in. Thank you for leaving comments. Thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast so that I can serve you and help you to be able to get that money in your pocket where it belongs. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, that was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to Because I Can podcast. If you haven't already downloaded the Because I Can bundle, then head over to allisonjprince.com forward slash bundle. The only place you can get access to your personalized bundle. So head over there now and download it. I look forward to you joining next time on the Because I Can podcast. We'll see you then.